Hi there, Celeste here, and welcome to I Support That, a podcast for anyone who's sick and tired of running the race that is their everyday lives, for people who just need to regroup, rethink, and figure out what the heck they're going to do next. Okay, it has been a while, guys. Work has been crazy. Life has been insane, and I am just trying to make it out here. So I am going to do kind of a little recap and then move into some news. But first, I have a beverage. It is clearly Canadian orchard peach water. I love seltzer waters. I love sparkling waters, anything with carbonation. Um, I don't know what it is about carbonation, but it makes me happy. Whoop! That almost bubbled over. Give me a second to hopefully open this successfully the second try. Okay, I have not had this flavor before. I saw my parents and my mom had a couple of these. Uh, Some I tried, some I had not tried, and this is one of the flavors that I hadn't had before. So let's taste it. It's just so good. It's really tart, but kind of sweet at the same time. And it just tastes like, almost like like a peach puree that they somehow got the essence of in the water. So we'll definitely be sipping on this. If you guys have these in your area, they are imported from Canada and they are usually kind of on the pricier side. So if you can find them on sale, get them on sale. They're 90 calories and they are amazing. So um, just to kind of hop into it, I wanted to make sure that I addressed one of our questions that we received um, via the, um, a few of my friends and I were talking and it was very timely because somebody wrote in in our inbox So that was very interesting uh, because I haven't really been broadcasting the I support that email. So we do have an email for anyone who wants to write in and ask questions or comments. And it's the I sup that at gmail.com. So I S is in Sam, U P that at gmail.com. So uh, and it was very timely because and I'm not going to uh, say the person's name because I haven't really established you know, maybe writing what you want to be called. And I don't want to put the person's email out there. So, um, but basically the kind of the, the gist of it, well, I can read the email and just not put them on blast. Let's see. Give me a moment. Let's see. Hey, Celeste, listened to one of your IVF journey episodes and had a question. Do you feel that being single and going through IVF, you are treated different than couples would? Thanks for the answer. Okay, so I and my friends had a conversation about this pretty recently, and I actually have noticed some really big differences with being a single person pursuing IVF versus being a couple. And one of the biggest things that I can think of off the top of my head is the semen analysis. So when you go through um, 
when I went to the uh, reproductive endocrinologist and I got a breakdown of all the IVF charges, there is there was a line in there for the semen analysis and and something else, uh, but it was. Uh, it was a line in there for the uh, actual IVF breakdown charges. And that totaled to be like several hundred dollars. So, excuse me, when I asked about it, I, you know, wrote an email to Billing and I said, hey, since I plan to be doing donor sperm and the clinic does its own semen analysis, what will you guys be doing? Do you test the motility rate post-thaw to make sure that it is comparable to what the bank has or if there's any discrepancies to make sure that you guys have paperwork or, you know, um, lab results to send to the bank in case we need to file a dispute? They said no. (laughs) The charge is the same and it's a thawing fee. You know, um, because they have to, they would still have to thaw the the sample. That would just be for thawing. So had I not gone through an IUI before, maybe I would have been okay with this. But that's really not acceptable. Um, thawing is not a very technical, scientific process. You know, handling sperm is not a very scientific process. It's going to take like 30 minutes, 15 minutes to thaw. And you can really just do it against your body. You can put it in some paper towel. And now I'm not a medical professional. Um, But I've like, I've heard of clinics, like literally putting it in some paper towel and like telling you to like hold it in the crook of your elbow or, you know, against your body for like, like 10 minutes. Um, you're not doing anything special. It's not like you're putting it in a like body temperatured basin or something like that. But you mean to tell me that you're going to charge me the same amount as a couple and the, the price of a semen analysis when you're not doing any, when you're not doing anything. And when I say couple, I'm, I'm talking about a male and female couple talking about somebody who actually is utilizing the semen analysis. I'm not talking about a same sex couple. Um, or maybe a same-sex couple that has a friend that's donating. I have a whole issue with that. Uh, if you're using if you're using donor sperm and the bank is doing that for you, and that's already factored into the already uh, high price of sperm, why in the world are is the bank repeating that? Or why is the bank charging you again for that process? Or that doesn't make sense. Or excuse me, why is the clinic charging you again for that process? That makes absolutely no sense because they can because they don't feel like having two different prices or adjusting things. Well, they have to adjust things anyway, because the the process is tailored to you. You'll need different meds than somebody else. You might not need meds. So you might need more ultrasounds. You might need to come in, you know, be monitored more than another person. So the process is already so individualized. The billing process, what they're going to send to your insurance is already so individualized. The diagnosis codes that they're going to send to your insurance is already and can be individualized. So I refuse to believe that when it comes to this one line item, it has to be one size fits all and not just greed. It's not because we can. 
So between that and between just the outrageous cost, and I think that, you know, that's just a whole nother issue that has nothing to do with being single or, or not single. I think that the reproductive field honestly just rips families off. I think because most people that are doing IVF, it's either their last, their last option, their only option, their best option, and you pay for that. I think that that is why they charge so much because they can get away with it. And if you look at the cost, the profits are astronomical. Nothing is costing nearly that much. And they could still run a very helpful and practical service without the prices being anything near what they are. Uh, That's just my two cents on the matter. Same with domestic adoption. I, I think that a lot of people, unfortunately, in my opinion anyway, uh, adopt because uh, people do- adopt for a lot of reasons, but I think infant domestic adoption, a lot of the the things that I hear in the groups that I am in on Facebook and talking to people, a lot of it is we couldn't have children. My, my IVF failed. I aged out of IUI, aged out of IVF, you know, um, surrogacy was too expensive. Donor eggs were too expensive. Uh, things like that. So domestic adoption, you know, is the next thing. And it's so expensive. You know, they don't want to adopt overseas because they have to, a lot of the countries have stipulations where you have to go overseas and actually visit these countries. And that can get really costly. So they just rather try to find somebody domestic and adopt. And in the United States, a lot of laws or kind of stipulate where you have to uh, really support, take care of the birth mom's bills for the duration of their pregnancy. And a lot of times I think it's up to like six months after they give birth. So that can really rack up and, uh, you know, it, it gets really costly. Of course, as it should be, the birth mom can change their mind and decide, you know what, I am equipped to and empowered to be a mother. And I don't think you should be obligated just because somebody took care of you to give them your child. Uh, However, I don't think that taking care of someone and paying for someone's bills should be part of the adoption process. I think that we should have government programs that would take care of somebody who's in need, not birth parents, you know, are not prospective adoptive parents. But, you know, that's my two cents on that. Uh, But again, because uh, this is a lot of people's kind of last chances that they feel they they're willing to pay. They're willing to pay because they want a, a child that's relatively young, you know, and you can't get any younger than, you know, a few days old or a week old or, you know, two weeks old. So. It's really sad, but yeah, um, to answer your question, I, I have noticed that there are some differences just in the billing between doing this uh, single versus if I um, had a partner uh, coming along for the ride. I think some of the, some of the fees, and that's kind of one that sticks out off the top of my head that, that just did not make any sort of sense to me at all. Um, But Getting back to the update, um, 
yeah, it has been crazy. Work is picking up. It is festival season. Festival season. <laughs> uh, well, that's upon us. So you guys all know that I travel a lot for work, go to different festivals, go to different towns and cities, and it is amazing. So I'm kind of gearing up for that. Lots of projects, lots of stuff kind of being juggled in the air. So I am, to say the least, overwhelmed. I have some health things going on that I am trying to figure out. I have uh, no idea uh, how long that's going to take because I'm trying to find some time to get that sorted between work. Um, I did make some time for fun though, guys. So there was a, there's this really cool kind of collection of breweries and bottle shops in this uh, city in North Carolina called Rocky Mount. And they have, I want to say it's called the mill is the area, but they have like um, this really cool eatery called tap at 1918. There is a really cool brewery called Koi Pond. And there's a bottle shop called, I want to say it's like Goat Island Bottle Shop. Uh, there's a brewery, Hop Fly Brewery. I mean, there's so many like breweries and bottle shops in this little area. Some are woman owned, black owned, vet owned. I, actually, I think that's just one. <laughs> um, and then there is like just, just a really cool kind of um, vibe there. And it's like a social district. So you can have like a uh, a beer from one place and then you can just walk around the the vicinity and just drink and you know enjoy the music that's going on. So it was like it was a whole vibe and I kicked myself out of the house and just kind of enjoyed myself with some friends. So it was nice. I got to try some really good beer. I got to try some really good flights, got some swag and um, didn't really get to take home anything in package. I was a little disappointed that I didn't have a lot of take home options, but I did have a good time and I got to drink a lot of good stuff that was on premise. So that was really cool. And then in Raleigh, there is a, a brewery called Edit Beer Co. that I got to go to that just has such a cool vibe. They have like arcade games, like the old school arcade games that you can play. It's just like a huge kind of, um, just a really huge venue. The upstairs, downstairs, they have like several different rooms. And uh, talking to some of the guys that work there, there's a bar next door so you can um, bring food from the bar into the brewery there and the bar next door has a stage that does like live music during the summer so i thought that was pretty cool and uh, they're going to have a couple of other breweries kind of popping up in in those areas in the next uh couple months so pretty excited to travel back see what's going to be going on there hopefully work will bring me a little closer to some of those places so i can uh you know bring some things home or uh, try some things out while I'm there. Um, which brings me to the final point. Because I'm so overwhelmed, I have not been able to record as consistently as I wanted to. Um, so I have decided to take a little break 
not a long break, just a little break. So season two will be right around the corner. That'll give me some time to reflect on how season one has been, do some revamping, do some tweaking, um, hunt down the people who um, have been supposed to guest co-host with me and uh try to figure out this long distance, uh, this long distance uh, guest appearance stuff that I've been trying to figure out. So that will just kind of give me some time to basically like get, get more of my crap together. I'm not going to promise you guys that I'm going to have it all together uh, because I mean, that's what the show's about. You know, we're just trying to make it. We need a timeout. It's, it's hard out here. However, I'm going to strive to have more together and have a little bit more direction. And like I said, just spend some time reflecting on season one and how I can be better for you all uh, in season two. So with that being said, I need help from all of you. I gave you the email. I will give it to you guys again. Please send me emails. If you guys have my number, my personal number, if you guys follow me on any sort of social media, write me. Uh, I need feedback, you know. Um, but again, don't just say, hey, Celeste, you suck. Because while that is feedback, that's not really helpful feedback. Can you tell me why I suck? You know, hey, you suck because like you're scatterbrained. Great. I would listen if you did more of this or I wouldn't listen no matter what you did. That is awesome. That tells me that you just think I suck, I'm scatterbrained, and no matter what I do, I can never win you over. And that lets me know that my podcast is just not for you, but it is helpful. So if you guys could offer some sort of constructive <laughs> criticism or just, hey, I loved this episode. Can you do more of this? Season two, I'd like to see, you know, season two. Uh, I would not like to see. So um, I need your help. I'd appreciate your help. And thank you in advance for your help. So if you guys want to email, again, it is I sup that I S like Sam, U P like Paul, that T H A T at gmail.com. You can follow me um, or send me a message on social media. It's Celeste at anything I'm on. So um, just IG uh, and Facebook. So please just feel free to message me. Let me know. Um, typically, the the best way to to write in would be uh, would be email because uh, I will I check that more frequently. I'm really you know not on social media a lot. I am working on uh, finding a backdrop for the closet. So I'm going to on my to-do list is to figure out how in the world to uh, get this all synced up. So maybe you guys can see me, you know, maybe that'll be a little bit more dynamic to have guests in the closet. A few people have suggested that they want to be in the closet with us. <laughs> so uh, I have taken that into consideration. So thank you all, um, everybody who has suggested that. I have heard you. I have, I understand you. And even if I record a show at like two o'clock in the morning or like six o'clock in the morning and I'm cracking open a beer, please don't judge me. I will do my best to uh, 
record and make it so you don't know what time it is. Um, and I'm not going to put on makeup for that. Like, just so you guys know, I very rarely wear makeup and like you, you're going to, you're going to get me the real me. So, um, you, you might get some sometime, but yeah, uh, I'm going to be authentic. So anyway, I appreciate you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your continued support and your words of encouragement. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you guys. So that's all I have for today. As always, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. I appreciate you guys. I'm Celeste. Thanks.